Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Back once again for the Renegade Master, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Those young boys beat Manchester United and bind Gab Barca again. It's Wednesday, 15th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Adi Brassel. And I'm Jim Campbell. D4 damage your power to the people. Andy Brassel sitting there with your ill behaviour. That's the first time I've heard that outside a foam party, I think. Foam or phone? <laughs> foam. foam. When did you go to a phone party? What, what's, what are these phone parties that you're getting involved in? <laughs> I, no, I just thought it was like some crappy modern party. Do you want to party. come over for a drink? Yeah, I'm on the other yeah. side of the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian Botham likes a phone party. <laughs> Don't know what that refers to, but I assume it's horrendous, so let's move on. His nickname's Beefy. Andy... Talk to me about your phone party. <laughs> if you can. I'll do my best. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It was, when it was, was this? A, it was a big thing in the first year at university. Oh, the you're phone, going back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, went to a, I went to a really crappy phone party once. So you do know what they are. You've been to no, one. No, I wanted to hear what Andy's was about. Right. I, it sounded like he went to one recently, which I was quite intrigued was, with. Was, was Renegade Master recent? 
Uh, oh, yeah, no. fair play. Oh, yeah. Is it, on, this is on you. It sounds like the first time every time you listen to it, to be fair. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah, I went to a phone party once. It was just like up to up to your ankles. <laughs> just like, it's not ideal. This is, you're just slipping around. Yeah. Great for a moonwalk, but nobody could see it because your feet were covered. Well, but then, then you don't have to do it though. properly. So uh, True enough. Everyone's won there, Jim. Uh, indeed. Of course, talking of winners, we've got to go straight to young boys. Mm. We go to the Wankdorf Stadium. Uh, and the big takeaway from the game, that it was Cristiano Ronaldo's 177th Champions League appearance. He's equaled the record held by Real Madrid legend uh, Casillas. Remember mm. him? Remember old Ica? Yes, yeah. very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll be delighted with his night's work. <laughs> Scored, uh, of course. Again, uh, like through the keeper's like legs. Just to, Sort of. I think goalkeepers are still scared of the idea of Ronaldo, aren't they? And it's, it seems to be giving him that little bit of an edge. Indeed. But of course, I jest, ladies and gentlemen, of course those young boys beat Manchester United 2-1. Uh, but you're right about um, Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, when was it Rennie Muhlenstein said when he was at the club, he was teaching Ronaldo to score any type of goal. Because he said, the yeah. trouble with you, mate, you're trying to hit the top corner all the time. You're trying to, you know, in off the post kind of thing. You just need to get the ball in the back of the I hope net. You phrased it like that. Trouble with you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's quite incredible, isn't it, when when a when a, a very very highly rated coach is saying, "Don't aim for the corners." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your and goals are too good. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's almost like one down from I taught Cristiano Ronaldo how to score goals. It is, yeah. Andy. It is. Uh, but I mean, Jim, what a win for, for young boys. Yeah. And the atmosphere was fantastic, wasn't it? So it was very much um, just one of those really, really enjoyable nights for the neutral. Uh, can't say I saw it coming. Um, I, I thought the, yeah. the the Ollie train was, was you know, had left the station. Were you calling, firmly back there. You're calling yourself a neutral. Surely you wanted the boys from Burn to win that. I guess I did. I yeah. Say, yeah. All right, you little liar. Yeah, well, I, just, <laughs> I, I, try not to, I try not to think about the Champions League. Um, <laughs> oh, those years ago. Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's like thinking about a beautiful house you once lived in that you burned down by accident. <laughs> your own repeated incompetence yeah but if you look out your, your, your top floor little flat you know somewhere you can just crane your just neck see the embers yeah and you think oh, yeah, no, let's yeah. just, uh, I'm going to go back to bed so yeah. did, you, did, did you like drift off and thought that could have been Granite Jacker passing that straight to Jordan Sebastian <laughs> no that could have been Granite Jacker getting sent off in the 28th minute or whatever it was yeah well that was I mean the obvious turning point of the match Andy was Aaron Wan-Bissaka being sent off after a ropey first touch uh, and of course uh, he then piled in uh, for the second one Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said I can understand why he gives it yeah uh, because Aaron takes a touch that goes too far however it's never a dangerous tackle because it hits him on the front of his foot that is a quite ludicrous analysis yeah. of the situation because they, they can break can't they in the front of your feet yeah <laughs> particularly as mm. he's n- not saying that on Twitter yeah was it worse than the I forget who it was on was it on Fernandez or something on, in the Southampton game remember much has been made about that tackle in the build-up to Southampton's equaliser, when it was kind of like, well, that's 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 always going to be a foul. That's always. Whereas this one's apparently not a dangerous one. Uh, that's extraordinary. Yeah. I, I think as, as well, you can see it's a red card all day long. Yeah. Absolutely, it's you can actually see Martins Pereira, who fortunately wasn't seriously hurt, walking it off for the next couple of minutes. Mm. Can't can't and you? Why was uncomfortable? Unless I'm mistaken here, do you remember Saka didn't sort of protest that much? No, he, he didn't. No. He didn't. I thought that was that was great, actually. He went over and checked if he was all right. He knew it was a bad one. Yeah. He knew it was a red card. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely right. I mean, it's a funny one with, with Solskjaer there, isn't it? Like Because obviously, you, you know, there's a point where manage, a manager needs to protect his players and stuff, but he's got a sort of habit of this and of saying things that are a little bit mad and we'll come mm. on to another one with them in a little while um, where it's just like, you just... 
what's the point here? Like, mm-hmm. what you're you're protecting your team by making yourself look a bit silly? Is yeah, that... he, but he, he, I mean, much is made of him being Manchester United through and through. So that yeah. do you think Maybe that goes for it. everything with the PR machine and the whole yeah. lot? He's like a fan on Twitter, like you say, it's really <laughs> blinkered. Maybe you want that in some ways. Yeah, quite possibly. He missed he missed out the line about the orange card. But apart from that, yeah, oh, was it was it an orange card? Yeah, and if only there was an orange card mm. in football, it would be a relevant statement. But Andy, despite uh, uh, you know all this stuff we're talking about, we, we can sometimes forget that young boys put in a hell of a performance. And of course, Manchester United are the better side here, which makes the young boys a victory even more impressive. But sometimes in a game of football, there is a red card. There is something that happens and an opportunity appears. You've got to take that opportunity. Yeah, and you, you would say that with the comparative resources, uh, Manchester United should be winning that game all day long from 1-0 up, even, mm. even with 10 men. Mm. But there was Close to getting a point, to be fair. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, did they? Yeah, they didn't. Did they, they didn't, Jim. You're absolutely there, there right. Wasn't, there wasn't a plan. <laughs> the voice of the neutral there. Afterwards. And we'll, we'll come to the Manchester United bit of it in a minute. But I thought what was notable, and we've got to give David Wagner a bit of credit here, oh, actually. Oh, the vag. Because when Martins Pereira is getting treated for that foul by Juan Bissaka, he gets the team around. Mm. And he talks them through yes. what they need to do next. Is that allowed? And <laughs> it is if the referee isn't looking. <laughs> you're going to get a VAR review. At whatever you've just said to those players, you've got yeah. to tell them something. You've got to forget else. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stricken and from the record. Yeah. You look. You look at the way they just went for it, mm. and they'd gone into the they'd gone into the game. They they normally play with two up. They'd, they'd taken a striker out to put an extra man in midfield because Sibachur would normally start but mm. didn't and <clears throat> they they just switched it up and, and went for it you know they are a team that is used to winning you know they've they've won mm. the Swiss League for the last four years in a row playing mainly very very attacking football and people forget now, people that who, people who see David Wagner will say well you know Huddersfield Schalke mm. but it's, it's funny it seems like he's been carried along by them yeah. He's been forced to change by by yeah, them yeah, and the, yeah. and the, and the culture of the club and and they went for it and that's not easy to do I don't think no you're right because and that's interesting you say that because people forget if you get into the Champions League Jim, it's because you're a good team you've Absolutely. won your domestic league and I often make the point um, about teams going up in the, from the Championship to the Premier League where you, you know you, you have a great time in the Championship because you know you've won the league or you finished second or whatever so you've won a lot of games you're used to playing on the front foot then you have to inevitably unless you're Bielsa's leads you know, play a little bit on the back foot at least and uh, you know one can be concerned for say Norwich you know are simply they just that? not have the ball as much yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff and in the Champions League with the smaller sides that's that can that can be the case and of course you know going one nil down it, it was but what Wat Wagner's done there is you know you've got a, a passionate home support the opportunity presents itself and he goes, right, now listen here, lads. We bloody win here every week. They are Manchester United. Yeah, let's forget about the badge on their kits. Let's get it going. Let's do what we normally do and let's have it. And and actually, to, so for them to kind of shift onto the front foot and take it is not that surprising if you think about it. No, absolutely not. And I guess the sort of greatest compliment that can be paid to Wagner um, because of how effective that was, whatever those magic words that he uttered to his players like in the, in the <laughs> secret sneaky break, um, was that... Solskjaer kept changing his system mm. to try and accommodate it, which does make you think, does he have a plan for when they go down to 10 men? Mm. I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but you feel like in a game of this magnitude, especially when he was talking beforehand about how we don't want a repeat of the Behexia here game. Um, yeah. Do you think, have the, are you just saying that then? Have you not thought through these various 
yeah, eventualities. That, well, it does. It does appear that, and it appears that because with Solskjaer, when he played under Ferguson, uh, apparently he did that, and he managed to. I don't know if you're aware. Um, <laughs> Ferguson, you know, wanted his players to take responsibility on the pitch. Ferguson was a great delegator, uh, of course, and and that's what he would want. Now, one can be forgiven for thinking that maybe Solskjaer wants that from his players. And if you look at some of the players they've got on the pitch, there are some big players there. But do you perhaps think that that's what he's expecting from his players? But yet, actually, they're looking around and thinking, well, maybe there isn't too much joined up thinking. Here. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't feel like they were empowered with the knowledge to mm. to change things, really. And I think that that's huge. I think it was um, our old pal Sam Ty on Twitter that said oh, yeah. it was interesting that really United's three biggest weaknesses were exposed at the same time, right back, central midfield, and let's be honest, the coach. Because I felt with Paul Pogba, actually, and I know Pogba will probably get a bit of criticism from the way, the, the way, well, <laughs> from, from the way he played. He, he wasn't great in the second half, mm. especially when they're under the pump. Mm-hmm. He gave the ball away in a few bad areas a, a couple of times. And the one thing you don't want to, to get do the ball out. is give the ball away because he's got yeah. such a great range of passing. No, and all no, that. You're, you're right. But I think if you go back to when it was 11 aside, Young boys have a plan to just press him mm. every time he gets the ball. Yeah. And he's got no protection from that. Yeah, and it um, reminded me a little bit of where Pogba was um, with France in the summer. In the, When he's got the ball in the opposition half, he looks like a prince. When he's got the ball in his own half, mm-hmm. he looks like a potential liability. Yeah, And that's not completely his fault. Now, it, he could have used the ball a bit better on some occasions. I don't think there's... There's any doubt about that, and you know there weren't a lot of United players who, who, who shone on the night. Maybe, maybe Fred being an, an exception, but the, the the team is is really lacking someone to make it all tick in midfield and give Pogba that little bit of freedom, and that's that's something that's been overlooked for a while, and it, it, it kind of came home to roost in this. Yeah, I mean it must be quite comforting, Jim, as a when, neutral, as a neutral and Arsenal fan. <laughs> For everybody saying, yeah, you can put all these fancy players around and so on, but you really need somebody uh, who's going to command the centre of the pitch, especially in a, in a sort of defensive way as well. How, does that how, ring how, a bell to you? Yeah, yeah no, it does. That's been the story of the story of last decade, at least, isn't it? But yeah, no, it's true though, isn't it? And you, you wonder. Like, Do you have any words of comfort for those Manchester United fans? Uh, you you might scrape a cup here and there. No, they'll be, be fine. They'll be absolutely fine, won't they? Um, in, in comparison, but, but yeah, I mean, we have been talking about this exact deficiency yeah. for a long time, and it's interesting that it's come up this early. Although mm. I suppose you know, going down to ten men away in Europe, even if it is against young boys, mm-hmm. is perhaps maybe a tad, it's a bit perhaps over the top, like pushing any sort of panic button straight away. But um, I, I think part of the part of the issue as well is obviously Ronaldo from you know from the second half, he was. He was taken off and he didn't look as effective did he mm. and it, he still feels a bit like a guest star doesn't he and I think the team are going to have to very, gel very early days it, well exactly yeah that's not a criticism of him or them but they're going to have to sort of mm. they're going to have to gel those new players in and mm-hmm. I think because their results have been pretty good we, we've not and it's the same with Chelsea actually Chelsea aren't playing spectacularly well and again we'll come on to them but oh, they're still very, getting those results very different beast though at the uh, moment yeah but it's, we, we still are yet to see the these teams in full flight and I think this is just an example of that but Solskjaer's got these performances in him though hasn't he and yeah. that's, that's the worry but yeah. that, that, that lack of a dad midfielder yes it, it affects every part of the yeah. team yeah. Yeah. because everyone's got to muck in a little bit more the players who you want winning you the game 
have to muck in a bit more at mm-hmm. the other end of the field. Yeah. So, it, you know, Bruno Fernandes, for example, who that assist for the Ronaldo goal. Beauty. It's incredible. Absolutely it's beauty. incredible. And as the game goes on, he's further and further away from Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. And Ronaldo, the, always the problem with him, going back like a decade, when he gets isolated at the top end of the pitch. Mm-hmm. And that, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, that, when they take him off, it's just because he's become completely ineffective. Again, through uh, ineffective, again, through pretty much no fault of his own, mm. really. And, you know, there's there's got to be a plan to deal with that because you look at all the players United have, if they defend well enough, they should be able to pick off young boys on the break. Yeah. Well, they, they should. And they never threaten to do that. No, you and think, they're so well-versed in that style as well. That's ex- what's so odd ex- about it. Exactly. Not just mm. in, in Solskjaer times, but g- going back and back and back in, in, in all their I mean, the, like, like great incarnations yeah. and iterations in, 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 in the Premier League period. But it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because if... If you look at that, the last shot they have on target is that Cristiano Ronaldo one in the first half where it stings well, Von Bull and his hands. Mm, That's it. There's a phenomenal... Two shots on target. Two shots, which is the fewest of any of their 138 Champions League games since 2003-2004. So it shows you their lack of um, attacking intent. Because somebody... People could spin this the other way and say, well, hang on a minute, they've gone down to 10 men early on in the, you know partisan crowd who up for it blah 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 you're still in the Champions League they're against good teams they concede an equaliser and it's only an absolutely horrendous error from, from Jesse Lingard that in the last seconds that leads them losing the game yeah. if they get a point there again on paper that's not terrible but that is not the story that would paper over a lot of the cracks because that's that about the, the shots on target and the manner of the performance I think is more is more telling but I would like to say this ladies and gentlemen Lingard wouldn't have done that when he was playing for West Ham he, AKA's natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> His new natural <laughs> you do, habitat. You do worry for him, doesn't he? He scored such a good goal at the weekend. Mm. Um, and the look on his face when, it, you know, when he scored at Old Trafford, just yeah. the relief pouring off him was a great thing to see. Yeah. Wonderful you goal as well. You worry that yeah. this cancels that out and he'll be on the bench for two months. Indeed. Uh, better news for Manchester United though, um, I should say, worried about the, the, the current side some people are. Looking ahead to the future, Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. is at the Manchester United Academy. Maybe that was a part of the deal, Ronaldo. But listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. He was at Juventus' academy too. And when he just turned nine, he played for, I assume they're under nine, something like that, scored four goals on his debut. He apparently scored seven goals in 45 minutes against Maritimo. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd fancy my chance of scoring a couple against Maritimo. True enough. But Andy, this is, this is happening. And Ronaldo said, my, my son thinks he's going to be better than me, but I think it's difficult. I mean, it is difficult. There's the carrot. This is this would be ideal for Cristiano Ronaldo. His son um, becomes a brilliant, brilliant professional footballer. Scores more than Messi, but not as much as him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what that man is hoping for. Yeah, I mean, it's scary, isn't it? Because you think, oh, Ronaldo might go on forever. I mean, his son looks a lot like him. It might be essentially Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo Junior. I always, yeah. I always. Junior. <laughs> I, I have to do, have to... a Neymar Junior Junior. Is this how these guys are going to start <laughs> it could competing? Be. It could be like the worst dads you can imagine. A Neymarinho Junior. It could be nice. Uh, I, I think I always go back to the 2017 Champions League final, I know where all do. the all the Real Madrid kids, the, the, all the Real Madrid players' kids, come out onto the pitch mm. and have a kick about. And we're all just having a, a lovely little, you know, air shot at the goal from one yard out. Apart yeah. from Cristiano Ronaldo Junior. Who Starts looks better up. than half the Juventus team? Starts tearing up, or Real it? Madrid yeah. team? It's ridiculous. Uh, gentlemen, Chelsea beat Zenit one 0 last night. Um, 
not the most entertaining game for for neutrals like Jim. Um, but but Chelsea did they, they did win it one nil, and Romelu Lukaku um, broke through that stubborn resistance. And I thought to myself when he when he just sort of nodded that one in, I was like, that's that's why he that's is there for. That is why you pay the big dollary dues yeah. for a man like him because they didn't really have much, did they, Chelsea? And Zenit did a pretty good job in stifling, uh, you know, a decent Chelsea side. He just gets that sniff and heads it into the back of the net, Jim. Yeah, he's a, he's just such a fantastic player. As we started the weekend as well, like he, he scored two goals against Villa. Wasn't actually that heavily involved that mm. much elsewhere. Yeah. But again, I think this is because Chelsea are taking a little bit of time, as everyone is, to click and like find their like kind of free-flowing best. And mm. I'm sure we're going to see them tear teams to shreds probably sooner rather than later. This is another example, though, of that absolute top tier quality mm. where you only need you'd call that maybe like a three quarter chance would you from, I know what you Lukaku? mean yeah if, like, the, if, he, if he heads that down and the keeper pushes yeah, it he's got wide. men on him though so it's not simple but yeah but yeah I mean that's 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 why you, you pay the, the, the top money for, for these sort of strikers like that's a game last season they'd have probably drawn nil nil yeah well yeah possibly maybe under Lampard rather than Tuchel well, but yeah I know what you mean but I think with Chelsea with with Lukaku in particular, what I just find so impressive about him is he is a striker who likes to be involved in the play because he's not just a poacher, mm. as we know. In fact, he often plays with his back to goal. Oh, man. And, um, it's, it's and he's phenomenal the way he does that, though, because he, he will really pick is. a defender and back into that defender all totally. game. Totally. And, and you can see, especially with, say, the way Martinez has used him for Belgium, you know, how he brings in uh, a lot of his teammates and, and so on. He's so good at that. He's super intelligent. Yes. And, uh, uh, but, but, you know, in a game like this where he's not getting much, it's kind of like right. Actually, they need a a a, a, a goal, a sort of a not a poacher, but you, you need someone who is going to you know gobble up that one chance. Yeah, and, so yeah, and Jim's right. He's he's at the level now. Let's just for clarity, mm-hmm. not confuse him with the previous incarnation of Lukaku, who was in the Premier League, who was a very very good striker. Yep. This guy right now is, as Jim says, on a totally different level. And when when you have someone who's that good, it circumvents the need to play well, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really, doesn't doesn't he? Like you were saying with the the Villa game at the weekend. Yeah, also, I mean, you know, tearing about all game, trying to get involved just for the sake of people seeing that you're running Mm. isn't always the most efficient use of your energy. Thierry Henry was brilliant at just like strolling about until it was important and then he'd just turn the Jets on and score a goal. And we're seeing that from Lukaku now, like conserving your energy for the for the key moments, of which there are never that many in a game in that position, really. Um, it, it's just smart play. Mm. Well, I mean, Zenit did miss a glorious chance, though, in the game we sort of can't forget. But yeah, but Chelsea, I think, you know, 1-0 was probably yeah. a, a fair reflection. You, you referring to the Juba chance? Yeah. I mean, because he was like... A creaking, aging warhorse in 2018, <laughs> wasn't it? Like, I mean, it was essentially a more of a belly flop than a yeah. sort of <laughs> attempt at goal, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and look, I'm always up for that. To sort yeah, of see that. Uh, but Chelsea sort of got away with one there, but I think they were good value for them. Uh, Joe Cole and Rio Ferdinand, I mean, they were just waxing lyrical about this Chelsea side. Mm. Uh, and you know, obviously, they are the European champions. They know what they are, Jim, those yeah. Chelsea fans, certainly. Uh, Rio <laughs> said, it's amazing to see the transformation in the Chelsea team. It's been phenomenal. I always appreciate the chopping up of words. Yeah. Well, they'd probably have to get to an ad break. Yeah. They? So <laughs> That's if you've been drilled at BT Sport, presumably, to do that, uh, which is why it's not British Telecom Sport, of course. Um, uh, but, uh, but I mean, it's funny, you know, we talk about this transformation with the Chelsea team. We are still harking back to the time before Tuchel took over. Uh, and Tuchel himself was very gracious about taking over from Frank Lampard. He said, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now, I actually said to the board in the first phone call, are you sure... 
um, of doing this with regards to Fra- sacking Frank Lampard. Maybe he deserves more time. He embodied everything Chelsea works for. Yeah, I don't know. I, did he want the job? Yeah, I, 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 quite remarkable. Did he or did he want expectations even lower? Give him more time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting quote, Andy. What, what do you think Tuchel's doing there? Is that an honest quote from him, or is he? He's up to something. Yes, he's up to something. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But <laughs> but it, it, it is an interesting point because when we talk about Chelsea shaping up as potential. Mm. Um, Champions League winners in the group stage last year, and they were really impressive in the group stage under Lampard last year. Yeah, we, we can you be know, a bit we can be a bit harsh to Lampard. Sorry, but about but that, but rem- remember, you know they won four 0 at Kras. No, no, four 0 at Sevilla when mm-hmm. Olivier Giroud went nuts. Yep, and it's it's funny because the last couple of games, as Jim was saying, is look like not great Chelsea, but their individual quality mm. winning them the than the games and, and that's where they were at various stages of group stage in the yeah. Champions League last season that that was the point where you look at this and you think before even the the, the arrival of um, Lukaku and you think shit this squad is deep yeah. you yeah. know this is one of the best squads in Europe and, and you really saw that in a Champions League context if not particularly in a Premier League context at the Andy, time a little word on Antonio Rudiger who uh, was decent again last night in fact he got the sort of led the charge at one point when yeah. he flashed a shot wide Remind He's... me of when Big Sol Campbell used to surge oh, forward. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Yeah, I know what I've done there, Mark. <laughs> you've, you've tickled my fancy. Um, but he's... Because at one point, looked like he was going to leave the club. Yeah. Or certainly people were saying, mm, is, he, is he good enough now? He's, he's looking imperious, to use that word again. He is, and it's, it's Tuchel's biggest victory, I think, getting... Not the Champions League final last year? Well, well, the, you, you've, you've got to produce the little victories to get to the big victory. Oh, I see. Uh, and I think if you look at him, you look at Christensen, who's going to sign a new contract, players who could be good players, but never felt like, like they were really going to be what Chelsea needed. Mm-hmm. And th- that's what you want out of a coach, really to get the very best out of the existing players. And that's exactly what, what Tuchel's done. And they're, they're two very good examples of that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody, let's go for a quick break and then we'll talk a little bit more Champions League football. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Somebody's face. Smash somebody. Welcome back to the Football <laughs> Ramble, everybody. Right, it's Wednesday. It's time for more Agony Aunt emails in a section we're calling Pep Talks, obviously. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy, believe me. We are so happy. Sit down! Nobody talk! Sit down! Yes. It's time for pep talks. Do send your emails to show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. A lot of you have been getting in touch. Thank you very much. Uh, Andy, I believe you've got the first one. Yes, we've got one from Alvin Ong on Twitter. He says, having turned 30 on Tuesday. Oh, those were the days. I'm now plotting (laughs) my midlife crisis roadmap. Which life decisions in your 30s would you encourage me to follow? When we've got a, a, a tweet here about a midlife crisis roadmap, why am I reading this out? <laughs> this doesn't seem very appropriate. No, exactly, Andy. What, you, what footwear are you wearing today? Oh, okay. uh, Crocs again. <laughs> Crocs. I think... Jim, some jokes are too far. <laughs> Alvin. I'm going to call you Alv. Um, Alvino. Uh, get yourself a new set of wheels, man. Yeah. Um, do you know what he should do? Oh, no. Yeah. Because obviously a lot of people have those electric scooters. You see them in London. You see them in yeah. other parts of the country. They are still illegal, I believe. Is it, are they? I think so. You can hire so, them. Oh, wow. That's proper like midlife crisis stuff then, isn't it? You're yeah, like yeah. A, a bad boy on the road yeah, while you, on the pavement. Yeah. So don't break a law. So don't get one of them. Maybe hire one, but get an actual scooter like Pete Donaldson if you haven't already yeah. got one. Because I think that's, I think that's a nice. You, like, you'll have a lovely time. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I think know. Based on the people we know who are having midlife crises, <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, I mean, if you live in Naples, Alvin, presumably you've already got one. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, you need to start with the basics. Yeah. Um, I reckon probably do some weights in your garage. Oh, some, absolutely. Some, something like absolutely, that. Yeah. You want, you want an instant hit, Andy? You don't, that's going to take a while. You need a yeah, yeah, but he's only thirty. Yeah. See, this is the thing, like, because uh... of the way that we live in a sort of infantilized culture, don't we? Thirty has essentially never been younger. So mm. I think you've probably got at least five years before you even start to need to start thinking about this stuff, Alvin. Yeah. Essentially, it's your twenties, but you've got more autonomy and money now. So just, oh, this is it. This is, I'm describing a midlife crisis, aren't I? I'm saying I'll keep living like you do now. Yeah. yeah, just start living like a teenager. Well, have you, so when you say in five years' time, you kind of when he's mid thirties, might have an eye on it. Well, what, what do you have? You got your eye on a midlife crisis? Jim? Well, I think I'm. I just, just. I think I'm too close to it. I think I'm, pro- I'm probably living one. But what would you fancy? But, what would you? You know, uh, anything that leaps to my hand? Trampoline. Or, trampoline. What? Just owning one or just going? Uh, probably owning one. Yeah. Drunken trampoline. Right. Get one of those things around the side so you can't fall out of it. Mm-hmm. Trampoline on a trampoline. That I don't know. I don't know. You'll manage to find your way over the top of that. Exactly, yeah. You'll, you'll fall over yeah, it onto the floor. That's a challenge to me. And you'll just be lying there next to Kevin Keegan on the floor. <laughs> uh, Andy, anything that leaps to mind midlife crisis? Have you got, do you own a guitar? Have you learnt guitar? Uh, no, no, I haven't. That would yeah. be good for you, I think. I think this might be one to throw out to the <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> if you can help Alvin with his midlife crisis. If you can help me with my midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kickstart Andy's living midlife why, why, crisis. Why, should, what are we why missing? should Alvin get all the tips? Yeah, yeah, this is true. That is very, very true. Yeah. About a penny farthing. That's a hell of a challenge, that. It would exactly, right? Yeah, very true. Build it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Do a wheelie with it. There you go. <laughs> there we are. Jobs are good. So, yeah, we got another email from Tom. 
Uh, Tom says, my reason for writing to you today is that I desperately need some guidance with my upcoming wedding speech. So I'll paint a picture for you. <laughs> After introducing my fiance to fantasy football during the 18-19 season, she has, that's 18 slash 19 season, these, these people are not that old. She has gone on to <laughs> hammer me comfortably in every season since and continues to make sure I don't forget it either. For every Aguero goal I had, she had multiple KDB assists. For every Robertson clean sheet I had, she had Diaz and Trent. It's safe to say at this point, more, more than pride is at stake. And as we start a new chapter of our lives together my question is this do i take the higher ground and acknowledge her performance in my wedding day speech adding how thankful i am that she selflessly immersed herself into football for me when we first started dating so that we could talk about it and watch games together or do i brush it under the carpet meaning my friends and family would be none the wiser if you could provide me with some guidance in this situation that would be greatly appreciated now tom firstly i would say um a woman being good at fantasy football as we've seen in our in our house here is not that uncommon or anything to be ashamed of if 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 you you know when you're losing so I think I think mention it you know mm. she's clearly something she's good at and it's pretty funny so yeah. no I, yeah, I, I think I, own it I think he should be ashamed of himself yeah uh, no I jest of course I think you've got to say you, it. you were just saying that we don't have enough strong men in society earlier weren't you yes indeed <laughs> from, from that blog that you like and I, <laughs> and I really fancy myself as one Jim but uh, I think no, I think absolutely mention it because it's something, it's something you bonded over, yeah, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. It's I think that's thing. absolutely wonderful. But, but Tom, may, maybe frame it like this. You were the one that unlocked her potential. You were the one <laughs> that guided her to fantasy football. So therefore, she's your sort of uh, protege. Yeah. Uh, and I would perhaps frame it like that. Yeah, yeah I, I think... Rene Mueller's thing exactly, in the situation. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I think, Tom, show the respect of the great opponent that she is and come out there with... Uh, a Rafa Benitez style list of facts yes. in your wedding speech. I would suggest that is the way to go. Yeah, true. But remember, Tom, don't keep it too long uh, with regards to this section because you could isolate parts of the room who don't have a clue what you're talking about. Are you, are you saying you should just keep it short, snappy, like three hours Bielsa PowerPoint business? I think so. Yes. Do you know what? I'd even knock it down to two hours, Andy. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and if you could do it between the starter and the main yes, in the dinner, yeah. people will love that. People yeah, I always think so. love that. I think a bit stag- of speech between starter and main. Stagger the speeches. Yeah. One after the one after the starter, one after the main, and then and then best man after the, the dessert or sort of during the dessert. I think that's I think that's pretty good. But then do what you want, Tom. It's your bloody wedding. Um, so uh, so there we are. I think we've answered that. So excellent stuff. Uh, yes, of course, if you've got any more questions for us, however bizarre, send them in. We'll get them uh, done every Wednesday in this uh, agony aunt sort of thing that has sort of uh, happened to us, uh, which we're now calling Pep Talks. Uh, oh, go on, the jingle, just one more time. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy, believe me. We are so happy. Sit down! Lovely old job. Right then, uh, let's go to Pep's former clubs, Barcelona and Bayern. Bayern gubbed them again. Yeah. Uh, 3-0, of course, at the new Camp. Uh, And uh, Ronald Koeman said ahead of the match, this will be an interesting game to draw conclusions about where we are. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Words he may well come to regret. Uh, He did bemoan their current situation. Uh, because they've got a number of injuries uh, and so on and so forth. There was a Koeman out banner scene uh, at the new camp, uh, but club employees got rid of it. I love the idea that people think that's the problem at Barcelona. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's harsh to blame Koeman. I mean, he's delivered them a, a Copa del Rey. Yeah. He's, he's got them in the Champions League, yes. which I think 
a couple of months into last season, even with Messi, a lot of Barcelona fans were thinking was off the table. Mm. I mean, unfortunately... People forget how competitive La Liga was last year. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. The and severe I, I fans think, among us, Andy, will <laughs> They will. <laughs> I, I think as well, you, you have to say that the chronology of this is really unfortunate. Like playing Bayern. Yeah. And it's hard to believe it's only 13 months since the 8-2. Mm. I mean, so much has changed since then. But, you know, it's Not always... in terms of results between the two clubs. <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's that always... tradition has continued. It's always going to look incredibly unflattering mm. playing yeah. them in the first game there. And it was a little bit like if you go back to, again, when Messi was there in the 2012-2013 uh, Champions League semi and they lost the away leg 4-0, which is the yeah. one that everyone remembers. But they got trashed 3-0 at home mm. in the return... PK scored an own goal. It was it was a, it was a mess, yep. and people thought it was the end of Barcelona yeah, yeah. as a as a power. Then that but, was but, when but PK that, was offering to like leave, wasn't it? No, this this was this was before right. before that. But um, it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, someone told me last night that the first, the last time Barcelona lost the opening on the opening night of a Champions League. Aspria hat trick at oh, St James's Park. Away the lads. It's nice to think about that, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Obviously, not if you're a Barcelona fan, but globally, it's nice. Yeah, to think no, about Newcastle that. fans will definitely appreciate you reminding them of those days. Yeah, or will they? Maybe I don't know. I, don't know. I think so. Yeah, it it's puts, a great memory. It puts, puts the current plight into uh, stark um, focus, doesn't it? But which club are we talking about? Yeah, here? Both of them. Uh, Barcelona <laughs> didn't have a single shot on target, which is the first time in 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 their. their Champions League history, uh, which was, I mean, incredible. I mean, maybe Diot and Pamacano had a, a fair bit to say about that as he was excellent for, yeah. for, for Bayern mm. as well. But Bayern, I mean, were just, they looked like they were playing a, a side who were new to the Champions League, uh, who are a bit starry-eyed with one of the big boys turning up. And the manner of the Bayern goals was telling yeah. as well, Jim. But again, it's Bayern have that um, fear factor, don't they? And most teams crumble in the face of it. Barcelona... Certainly, you'd put them in the tier of teams that don't because they, they back themselves. But they've, you can you can see the decline in every aspect of Barcelona. Mm. They they approached that game almost knowing they were going to lose. Yes, you, know, you, you could really really it, see it. And obviously, by which an, puts Kuman's comments into you know quite absolutely because he needs to know what the, what their level is, doesn't he? Because this it, is this is an unprecedented situation at Barcelona. But do you not think though, Barcelona, if if they know they're going to lose, which obviously I know you. You know, exaggerate a little bit there, but I, I I take the point. But then approach the game in 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 a in a in a sort of a different way and trying to restrict them sort of to play. I mean, I suppose you could argue they did that, but I just again the manner of Barcelona's performance was piss poor. Yeah, but I, I, again, I think you have to think about how good Bayern are in that. If they want to strangle the game, hmm. they can and they will and they do. And you, I mean, it took them a while to get three 0 didn't it? But it felt like they actually weirdly could have had a lot more than that. Yeah. Like it, this, this could have been. Could I mean, have been it would, it would, it would, it's not going to be another eight-two, obviously, but it could have been a lot more humbling. I think as well with Pamacano and obviously Sabitzer in there as well. I think there is an argument that Bayern should have to change their name to the best of the Bundesliga. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous the way they do that. True. Year. I mean, also I did appreciate Kuman bringing on Felipe uh, Coutinho. Yes. Because after his recent history of like the first time at Barcelona, then the loan to. Bayern and scoring against them in the Champions League and winning the Champions League in the year that he was away and then coming back and not being able to get in the team because he was kind of eating up Messi's space mm. and what do they do with him now because no one wants to buy him and then Koeman just throws him on and you're yeah. like 
hang on, who does he play for? And he's standing there going, hang on, who do I play <laughs> yeah. for? And what's happening? Yeah. Or he's thinking, yeah. we, we need a shot. Who can guarantee us a shot? Yeah. Go on, go on Phil. <laughs> on you go. 50 yards if you have to. Apparently he did take a shot which was blocked and it drew applause from the crowd. They were like, well, at least somebody tried. It doesn't, doesn't uh, alter the stats, of course. And P- Gerard Piquet's comments afterwards were revealing. He said, we competed in the first half. Bayern took the lead with a deflected goal. In the end, I don't know how many kids we had on. It is what it is. We are what we are. See, again, that's realism that I think is going to help Barcelona through. They need to create a sort of siege mentality mm. and, and accept this is a rebuild. Yes. And like Koeman out banners are, are absurd. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's hard to get a, a fan base of any team completely united, but yes. everyone at the club does seem to be facing up to the situation that they're in and the reality of that. So I, actually, I think this sort of talk, though it sounds a bit depressing, mm. will probably stand them in quite but good stead. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And at some point, you know, maybe you do have to hit rock bottom. But the fact is, they've mismanaged that club so yeah. badly. And actually, the only time they've stepped up and gone, oh, maybe we've got a problem here, was because they lost Lionel Messi. Yeah. Because of how, what a shower of shite it's become there, which is which is a great shame. But you think about Messi and you think, well, he wanted to win the Champions League again, of course. He wanted to, maybe actually for him, in hindsight, he probably thinks just as well he moved to PSG because oh. he's probably dodged a bullet. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was only circling a drain, wasn't it? I, I will say, I think PK will be absolutely key in that dressing room and, and around the club, and as a spokesman, really, for the club in this time because he speaks like a president already. Well, he, because there's, there's talk that he may become president. He will. I mean, he definitely will. He he brokered mm. the shirt deal with Rakuten. I mean, that that is how. That is what? how effective and 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 Barcelona what through is, and through PK is. He's so omnipotent that when Messi went to Paris Saint Germain. It was his TV company that took on the rights to Liga. Yeah, well, uh, like, like he he really is in control of it yeah. all. Yeah, well, it's not Ronald Koeman, is it? Because he's uh, he's having a bit of war, a war of words with uh, Juan Laporta uh, recently. He said, "My relationship with Laporta has improved, but last week something happened that I don't think is right." He was suggesting that the coach doesn't have all the power. He spoke too much. Thanks to me, this club has a future. Now. We expect that kind of bold, dare I even say arrogance from Ronald Koeman there. Um, but he does have a point. I mean, maybe it was Laporta with that banner, Koeman's out. That would be quite uh, the story. Imagine. But, uh, but, 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 but I mean, it's true. I think Koeman is trying to do something. I mean, I, you know, it, to me, it was fairly obvious years ago that he would end up as Barcelona manager at some point. Um, but uh, but you didn't imagine they would get to that point this quickly. Well, no, I don't think he ever thought. I mean, it's, it's, unfa- <laughs> it's unlucky for him because, of course, if they keep Messi, then he's, you know, he's... Still in, in sort of business, if you see what I mean. Um, but he's got a hell of a job on his hands and it will be very, very interesting uh, indeed to see how it all plays out. Of course, if you want to hear more about Barcelona's decline, then listen to the latest episode of Book Club on Football Ramble Presents as uh, Jim and Kate spoke to Simon Cooper about his new book, All About the Club. It is well worth a listen, isn't it, Jim? It, it, it is, and it's a fascinating book. Simon was very generous with his time and um, the, the book is... I feel like I've worked for Barcelona having read the book and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yeah, you you will have a lot of insight into into mm. what's gone on at this quite incredible institution. So check it out now. Yeah, when you say you've worked for Barcelona, you mean you've got more insight about the club. You're not suddenly mismanaging your finances and, and looking exhausted. <laughs> no more than usual. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> Gentlemen, uh, just, yeah, let's finish with the Champions League chat with uh, Sevilla 1, RB Salzburg 1. Penalties galore, four of them yeah. in the first half. Salzburg missed two. Uh, all three Salzburg penalties were won by Adeyemi 
uh, who missed the first one himself. I mean, it was quite incredible. Normally, with the law of averages with refereeing, you think that he's not going to get all of them, but yeah. it was. But they all were penalties for yeah, my money. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant watching the highlights of that game. It felt like they, they changed the rules a little bit. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. just constant, constant penos. I quite liked it. Sevilla's Yusuf and Nesri uh, thought to himself in the second half, do you know what, I'm, I'm going to get involved in a bit of this yeah. penalty action here. If, you, if he's giving penalties away, got booked uh, second yellow for diving, sent off. <laughs> it, it was, Misread that, didn't you, Andy? It was the most ridiculous dive. I know, I've, but he I've clearly thought penalties time. are here. I thought anything's a penalty. Yeah, we, we're all on. The, the, the floodgates are open. It doesn't matter. I'll just leap to the ground. See, that's the problem when you're a striker and you look at the penalties being given at the other end of the pitch, but the other end of the pitch is 70 metres away. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he did. He probably didn't see what nailed on penalties they actually yeah. were on Adeyemi. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, um, but a good, I suppose, a good point for RB Salzburg. In, you know, Wayne Sevilla playing against a, a more experienced, very team. good, yeah, very good, great start, level. great start for them. They should have won the game. Yeah, they, they, they should have won the game. Oh, and um, before we leave the Champions League, elsewhere, poor old Anthony Taylor mistakenly sent off Dynamo Kiev's uh, Denis Garmish in their nil-nil uh, with Benfica. He thought he'd already carded him, so he sent him off for a second bookable offence. Oh, Graham Paul. Sort of <laughs> echoes yeah but it's, it's, it's great that that can be fixed yes. in the modern era I mean Gar- Garmash like pointed out to him what he'd done and then just hung about he also nearly created <laughs> I love that. A, a last gasp winner yeah. Garmash it was wildly celebrated should have been was, on the pitch Andy, he, was, he? <laughs> he was the, <laughs> he was the assister but unfortunately I think it was literally his backside was offside oh, which oh, was revealed by VAR after the celebration and here's me thinking assisters are doing it for themselves <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, uh, because the nature of it, they aren't, Jim. Uh, let's uh, finish on the news that Demba Barr has announced his retirement from football. Uh, he said in a statement on Twitter, what a wonderful journey it has been. Of course, played in the Champions League as well, notably scoring against Manchester United last season. Beside all the sweat and tears I have faced, football has given me so many beautiful emotions. Absolutely right. He scored 29 goals and 58 appearances for Newcastle and was a key part of Alan Pardew's entertainers as well. Talking mm. of Newcastle memories that yeah. uh, the fans will appreciate. Some being of their great of. sides. Yeah, had a, a and some s- of their great managers. Indeed. Had, a, had, a, had an interesting spell at Chelsea where, of course, he scored that goal at Anfield when Stephen Gerrard slipped. Scored um, the winner to knock PSG out of the Champions League. Did. His, his, his childhood team. Yes, indeed. He won a couple of league titles in Turkey with Istanbul, Bazakşehir and Besiktas. Yeah, and he had that adorable interview which was posted on, on Twitter oh, from yeah. our account the other day where he talked about how much he loves syrup. Yes. Which is sort of, it's more like a sort of cordial, isn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, established yeah. later. But he's just really, really enthuses about how much he enjoys strawberry syrup. <laughs> he and it, every he day. just seems just so lovable. I, I, will, I will always remember... Uh, Denver Bar's dietary advice to me mm. when when I, I interviewed him when he was at West Ham he must have been at the time and uh, I, I had to do um, a, a little bit for their section on um, elite athletes and their their dietary advice and I said what food makes you feel in the, the zone and he goes have you heard of chicken yassa and I said no I've not because I hadn't at the time and he's like oh it's a Senegalese dish my mum makes it it's amazing and he gave me a blow by blow of like what it contained um, not of ha- how you made it be- mm. because his mum always made it for him and um, I said and how does that make you feel when you go on the pitch and he goes oh no you don't have it around a game like after you've had like a decent helping of that you're not moving for like a day afterwards <laughs> <laughs> I was like I think he might have slightly missed the, the yeah, point of this yeah. feature yeah. Uh-huh. But, well, but what's but you down with man. a bit of strawberry syrup Andy I reckon, I reckon. yeah 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 I, I quite like West, when he played for um, uh, West Ham Demba ba 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 ba. Demba ba ba. That was the chant. 
Yeah, it, it wasn't. A, Newcastle had a version that wasn't as good. Yeah, didn't, didn't they? The West Ham fans got that right. Yeah, my, yeah, my flat. We used to refer to the bathroom as the Denver bathroom. Nice. Is that a respect for the great <laughs> man? Yeah, absolutely. And you should do that in your new place, Dan. Yeah. Why you know, disrespect why him in your new place when you honoured him in your old place? Uh, tonight, gentlemen, Liverpool versus AC Milan. Yeah. Oh, it's nice when when you get a big game like <sighs> that. Yeah. yeah. They're in a really tasty group. Jurgen Klopp was like, "It's what we wanted. It's what we bloody wanted." What they got in with Milan, Atletico. And, um, Porto. and Porto. Yeah, I mean... They, Bloody they, hell. They're, yeah, there are no gimmies there, are no, there? No, there really aren't. Um, Manchester City playing RB Leipzig and Inter versus Real Madrid. Box office tonight. Bloody Nora. Bloody Nora. Um, I did quite like the, the Liverpool versus Milan. Obviously, we remember some of their previous ties because there have been uh, at least a couple of notable ones. Jurgen Klopp admitted this week that he almost switched off at half-time in the 2005 Champions League final before Liverpool went on to win it. Mm, you see, mm. never leave a game early. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just make, is there a danger that if Liverpool are three 0 up at half time, they just go home? It's not what you want. <laughs> don't get, don't score that third goal. We know what happens in this fixture. <laughs> uh, there we are, everybody. Right, if you enjoyed our bonus episode uh, we put out on Sunday uh, in your podcast pipe, then you can get more of that stuff on Patreon. Bonus episodes, ad-free rambles, live streams and much, much more. Head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble to get involved. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure on tomorrow's show. I'm back with that guy, Andy Brassel, and Vatushina Hantaraja to talk more about Champions League happenings, Andy. Hooray! We're looking forward to it very much. So until then, say goodbye, Andy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. It's goodbye from me too. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.